Welcome to the Goddesses of Social Work podcast, hosted by Renita Ray Davis, licensed clinical social worker, board-approved social work clinical supervisor, and facilitator of the Goddesses of Social Work supervision community. Join us as we travel through the social work journeys told by the Goddesses of Social Work community members, past and present, as they make their way to our clinical licensure. Welcome to the Goddesses of Social Work podcast. In today's episode, Lakisa S. Butler, LCSWA, has graced us with her presence. Lakisa S. Butler is a small town girl from Macon, Georgia, who is continuously forging paths in her community and beyond. She completed her formal education at the Alabama State University and Troy University, Montgomery. Lakisa is now a practicing clinical counselor specializing in domestic violence with the Department of Defense and a mental health therapist for Without Limits Counseling, LLC. Raised by her mother in the heart of Macon, Lakisa's journey has always been rooted in her commitment to both personal and community growth. She continues to pour into her community as a passion advocate for service. She is a proud member of the Alpha Rho Zeta chapter of Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated. And although she is 600 plus miles away, she continues to serve actively and tirelessly by contributing her time, talent, and skills to make a positive impact at the local, state, regional, and national levels. Most recently, Lakisa received a highly sought regional appointment within SEDA as the South Central Regional Mental Health Coordinator of four states whose goal is to move the needle on fostering positive trends in the area of mental wellness. Regardless of her location, Lakisa hopes that her light continues to shine by raising awareness and creating lanes of positive change. Welcome, Lakisa. I'm super excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. <laughs> Lakisa, reading your bio, one of the things that really stands out to me is the importance of community. As you know, one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to create community within the social work community. And I wanted to know from you, why is community so important to you? Ah, so we cannot do this thing alone, right? Um, and community um, is kind of like the foundation of social work, I, I think. Um, we got to be medicine, as you say, to the masses. And so um, we are that focal point in this wide world of people who need it and Community is where we do our best work. That That is where we're able to share and collaborate and do all of those things. So without community, we just be talking to ourselves. And that's not bad, but we need community. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely need community. Absolutely. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't think, you know, I've been a social worker for 24 years, probably longer than most of y'all been alive. <laughs> but I really didn't lean into the concept of community until after the pandemic. I liked being alone. I really did. I am, I'm you know, people don't know, but I'm an introvert, right? And I enjoyed it, but I know, right? <laughs> I am an introvert, but it was until after we came out of lockdown and I realized 
how difficult it was for not just me, but for other people to reconnect, right? Yeah. And so what are some of the new ways do you feel like as social workers, you know, we are able to reconnect, not just within our social work community, but like you're in this sorority, sounds like your mother really embedded you in the community that you grew up in. I loved how you were shouting out Macon, I think it was, right? <laughs> yes. And how, what do you think are the new ways post-pandemic that we are creating communities and are, what are some of the ways that you are doing so? Um, so I think that at the foundation of it all is intentionality, right? Mm -hmm. So when we came out, are we out of COVID? I don't know. But no. when, <laughs> as we're coming out, um, we have to be more intentional about being with each other. Um, because we were in that space where we kind of went in our rooms, we closed our doors, and we made whatever was going to work, we made it work. But now it's time to get back out. And it's time to um, get back into what we used to in a different way <clears throat> and understanding and accepting the fact that it's going to be different. Um, so just not even having those um, unrealistic expectations. It's probably better to just not have any expectations at all and just be intentional about getting back out and doing things. Um, and that can be hard. It can be scary, especially if you were an introvert or are an introvert and are used to kind of being by yourself. For me, I'm an extrovert and I'm ready. I'm like, give me back. <laughs> so I'm I'm making sure that um, I am very intentional about being with my friends um, and, and not canceling um, if I can help it. Um, making sure that if I have the, the means to do so, I'm going to go. And I'm going to make sure I have a good time when I go. And then I'm going to go back home. <laughs> so just being super intentional about getting back out and, and making yourself available. I think that that's super important, is, you know, post-pandemic. I completely agree. I've been talking a lot about um, this analogy in my head about being a bonfire, you know, show up and yeah. be your warm self so that other people who are looking for you can show up and get warm too. So yeah, yeah that's what that sounded like to me. Lakisa, what did you want to be when you were growing up or who did you want to be most like when you were growing up? So I really wanted to be a background singer and a doctor. At the same time, I didn't know how it was going to work, but that was what I wanted to do. Um, and one was because it was kind of embedded in me when I was younger. That was the singing part. So I had always been doing that probably since I came out. And then the doctor part, I just loved all things science, loved anything blood, guts, and gore on TV. So I was like, I can do this. Um, but there was a reality check uh, when I got to school, <laughs> when I went to college. And 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 that physics uh, and that chemistry, it almost took me down through there. So I was like, no, that that's not going to be it. And so then it became trying to figure out who I was going to be and what I was going to be in this world. The singing part has never left. Um, that is like my place of release. Um you know, whether I'm, whether it's paid or not, like that is my happy place. Um, and, and social work is becoming more of my happy place. 
Um, and I can't seem to get away from it. And I have to like think about like take off the hat because we're at dinner and we're just we're just here to have dinner. We're not here to like break down <laughs> these walls and figure it out. So, yeah. I wanted absolutely. to be a yes. I love it. I love it. And absolutely, unless you have social work friends, that's why, again, social work community is so important <laughs> because I think even after we've left our clients or patients or consumers, whatever, you know, mm -hmm. agency or organization you're in and what they call them. But when you leave them, folks, we need a place to go and break some stuff down. And so yes. going yes. back to just social work community, I have known you for almost five years now and did not know that you were a singer yes I'll uh, have to do a clip yes you're gonna have to and I cannot wait to hear it. you know my <laughs> sister is a music therapist and um I believe in music within the therapeutic arena and so I, as you move into telling us a little bit about your social work journey I'm hoping that part of it eventually is going to be something with social work and music especially if you are so gifted but I won't push you I won't push you yet talk to me about your social work journey um so my first introduction to social workers was probably the typical where they were taking away somebody's kids um and but it, it was good for me because my cousins were um, coming into my home and I was ecstatic because I got to see them more often. And it was just, it was great. But that was what I knew is that some social worker brought them to our doorstep and here we were. Um, and then I became an adult <laughs> and I started um, working in the social services arena um, so I kind of just stumbled upon it. Um, and when I was working for um, a homeless shelter in Montgomery, um, Alabama State's uh, social work department, they uh, were reaching out to try to find placement for their students. So I was there um, and I knew one of the ladies there and she was like, hey, I need you and I need you to be a field work supervisor. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I'm just a case manager over here. Like I'm still trying to figure this thing out and I'm just doing like community resource connection. So yeah, it was a whole thing. Um, but she walked me through it. Um, I became more intrigued about it and I did that for about two years. And she said, Hey, look, you're good at this. You need to get the letters behind your name so you can do this full time. So what are you waiting on? And I was like, um, Okay. So did that, and um, then I went to Troy off of her suggestion and encouragement. She was like, go, go to school. So I went there. That's how I met you. And um, and then we were thrust into COVID. Um, in the last semester of our, of our program, and that was crazy. <laughs> So um, just kind of moving forward, um, I got a federal appointment, uh, moved to North Carolina, and here we are. I am a clinical social worker or counselor for the Department of Defense, working with the Marine and Navy men and women who, for lack of better words, can't keep their hands to themselves. <laughs> 
They don't know how to play fair. So here we are. <laughs> oh, that was just such a great answer, Lakisa. So you worked, you were an intern. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm making some assumptions about your social work journey. You were an intern for your MSW program at the homeless shelter or talk, no. talk to me about what, how you got to the homeless shelter again. Okay. So, um, after doing another job, um, with, um, a company, it was the wellness coalition, I moved over into working, um, for friendship mission. So they had the women's shelter and the men's shelter. Um, and they had case managers at both. So I was the case manager under Luana Hawkins. She's absolutely amazing um but she was one of the assistant directors great 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 spirit great person and she just always 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 um gave me some words of encouragement even when I was doubting myself um and just kind of not knowing what to do because that was really my introduction to doing some hands-on resource connection um, with uh, those women there. So um, we worked side by side and um, she was like, you know, you should go to school. You, you should go. And she was very open to Alabama State coming in and just having that partnership. She really supported it. So shout out to Lawana. Shout out. That's my girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> Yeah, shout. You know, Lawada is my girl. I <laughs> love, you know what? I forgot that you worked with her, yes. but did not know this part of the story. And I love that because uh, Lawana is not a social worker, right? But, but the fact that funny. she knew, yes. how do you think that's possible? How? That she knew to encourage you to go back. And you, you even said she encouraged you to go to Troy. And I'm loving that this light that she is, she fed your soul, really. Yes, she did. You just never know what people see in you. Um, and I know we haven't gotten to this part, but like that, just be open to the process. You know, when people um, feed into your soul like that and when they give you a word or when they say, Hey, you know, I see something over you <laughs> as my grandmother used to say, but you know, just, and be open to the process and exploring that. Um, and yeah, she, she never bit her tongue about the importance of that. And, and I'm pretty sure that you all being friends had something to do with that and just, you know, understanding, um, how important social workers are to the world. And even though I wasn't one at that time, the work that we were doing was important. It, I mean, we were changing lives in these women who sometimes came from nothing. And we were just making impact. That's what it is about, making impact. I got to shout Lamana out. She she does not know we are doing this, but I have got to say she changed my life in such a major way. And so you just brought all of that up. Memories just flooded. I was, I was, I was just a little flailing fish. <laughs> upon <laughs> the social work and we both had had traumatic experiences in 2004 mm -hmm. and uh you know we kind of I wasn't talking to nobody but she brought me a candle to work one day she oh. brought me a candle and that did something for me and I remember I was really struggling in the job that we were working at 
And she just came to my office and basically said, get your stuff together. And I looked at her and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and she told me, she said, one day I'm going to be working for you. And I mean, it was unbelievable at the time. There was no way, I mean, because I was really struggling. There was no way that whatever she was, just like you just said, saw something in me and mm -hmm. said to me in that moment, one day I'm going to be working for you. I didn't believe her at the time, but literally six months later, I'm getting goosebumps. And I hope I don't become emotional. Okay. Literally six months later, she was working for me. Wow. I was the supervisor over that whole program and she was absolutely right. And I love that. However many years later, she did that for you. And I just do. I want to give LaVon Hawkins her flowers. Yeah. She's a social worker. But she saw some of these beautiful brown babies. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and spoke life over us. And yes. I hope I hope now that she hears us speaking life over her because and, and thanking her. Absolutely. Thanking her for yeah. saying what she saw. So mm -hmm. oh, I love that part of your social work journey. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome and cute. So now I, I kind of want to transition a little bit. Mm -hmm. You were in Macon, which is in Georgia. Then you were in Alabama. And now you're in North Carolina. I mean, babe. <laughs> I'm just checking them off the list, right? <laughs> I love it. But your license in North Carolina, which is, you know, a new experience. That's one of mine on my list. Mm -hmm. um, and when you, you, we're going to have to talk offline about that. But um, what I'm, I'm just curious. Well, maybe not offline. We're going to talk now. Um, what has been, because you were trained up with how you get licensed in Alabama. And then right. here you go to a whole nother state and it is, you got different letters and everything. Listen. Can you talk to us a little bit about that experience? It was frustrating. That is the <sighs> word that I can think of. It was super frustrating. Um, I never wanted to be a clinical anything. I was like, I just want to, I just want to help people. And I don't want to, no, I don't want a private practice. I don't want to do any of that. I just want to work. I just want to work. And I moved to the very state that was like, nope, you got to get a clinical license. <laughs> so um, it, I, it almost felt that um, me even obtaining my master's was kind of like the equivalent of a high school diploma when I moved there. Because they were like, now you have to do 3,000 hours of work and you have to do a hundred hours of supervision and this. Now, mind you, the first year that I moved to North Carolina, I was a benefits counselor for the VA. So none of that counted. My whole first year, nothing. And then my second year in North Carolina was when I started working for the Department of Defense. So actually November, like last month, I just got finished with all of my hours. So now I am eligible to take the test for clinical licensing. And I I am claiming it now. I'm only taking that bad boy one time. That's it. That's it. That is it. So it was definitely um, eye-opening to feel like I had wasted time um, and that, you know, things were just going to be kind of on the back burner. But God does everything for a reason in his own time. And then we don't always understand. And so, but what I did learn was that um, Florida, California, some of those other big states. And I'm like, good, because I ain't moving there. 
obviously, I mean, like you said, you're checking them off the list. Checking them off. Checking them <laughs> and off. since you already have the requirements, it sounds like for some of these other states, yes. the reciprocity for you, they don't yes. call it that, but we're just calling it for ease right now, mm -hmm. should be uh, a lot easier and smoother for you. And I'm loving yes. that for you. Yeah. Yes. So I, I kind of, you know, I'm already in my field. So I heard you say, <laughs> thanks, Luana. I heard you say, you felt like your time was at as a benefit uh, counselor was wasted. But I know that there was something you got from that. Talk to me. Talk to me. Yeah. So build another community. Definitely, you know, got that. Um, I think the work that I was doing there really helped me in my personal life. Um, I am um, uh, the power of attorney for my aunt and uncle who are elderly. And they live in Georgia, um, but working that job allowed me to um, increase my knowledge of the VA, what was needed, how I could help better plan for them. Um, it also kind of spilled over into my girlfriends. Shout out to Lady Eight. These are my girlfriends from college. And um, I think maybe three or four of us in the group have parents who are veterans. So learning the lingo, learning all of that information also helped me with them to kind of say, hey, girls, like, let's let's rally up. Let's sit down. Let's talk about how we're going to be there for our parents and, and help them when they, you know, get to be the age where they don't want to do right. And so um, so then that was an educational moment for us as a group of young black women who are the same age with the same problems and we're just pushing through this thing together because we know we all we got. So it wasn't a waste. It felt like a waste at the time, um, but nothing is wasted. We we don't see it till after the fact, but nothing is wasted. That part. Yes, yes. absolutely. Yeah. And again, I just love how you just really, you know, get digging deep into community and and see the value and the importance and what you're able to bring to the table and what others are able to offer you. So we heard where you were, how you got into social work, which again, I'm just still like, oh my goodness, Luana Hawkins <laughs> and what you're doing now in social work and, and including your licensure journey in North Carolina. Um, where do you see yourself going on this journey? To be honest, Renita, I am all over the place with what I want to do. I am all over the place. Um, and I am easily influenced by things that I see or experiences that I have. And I'm like, ooh, a social worker would be great right here. Um, I saw um the movie When They See Us, and um, and I was listening to the interviews, and uh, the cast members were like, they were just so um, overly appreciative of Ava DuVernay's um, care and concern of them and how they had uh, they had access to a therapist because it was so monumental and just so heavy at times that they had to release. And I was like, oh, I could be I could be an entertainment social worker. I could do that. Um, and then I, I saw that, you know, um, social workers are now going more into sports. And I'm like, yes, I could do that. I don't know a lot about sports, but I like the people that play sports and I could do that. <laughs> so when I tell you I'm all over the place, 
I'm all over the place. Um, I, I, I just want to get in where I fit in. <laughs> can I tell you that has been, it's just in the last five years, I'm like, Kevin Durant needs a social worker. Yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I watch, I am a, I love sports. I'm a sports mama and I love sports and all the time, every Sunday, Sunday NFL football. Oh, he needs a social worker. He needs a social worker. He went bad. Yes. He went bad. <laughs> I love, but you know bad. what? I, you know, just like we're doing this podcast and just like I hope in small ways, but now you guys are in bigger ways doing that we get to pave our own paths and create our own lanes. And, you know, I believe y'all know I say it all the time, Habakkuk 2, 2, and 3, write the vision down and make a plane so that I may run with it. We're coming up to the end of the year. I'm not saying we do this within a year's time, but create vision boards. I have vision board parties with my social workers all the time. One, as you take your test next in this next few months yes. for your clinical, right? Lakisa S. Bus Butler L. C. S. W. Or whatever North Carolina's letters That's are. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Okay. <laughs> Write your name and those letters behind your name over and over and over again. And then create a vision board of an entertainment social worker and what that would look like in the parties you're going to go to and the events yes. you're going to be at. Where I would create a vision board. You know, you done got me excited. <laughs> but but you know I and and I go back like you and and Dr. Jackson shout out to Dr. Jackson shout out to you um really kind of made sure that you all encouraged my group from Troy so Tam and Tanessa Crazy Tail and Jakira um Ashley um Tanya like we were we leaned in on each other, but we really leaned in on you guys. And you all allowed us to be open to what y'all, you would tell us y'all can do whatever, you know? And so we talk all the time and we're like, what are you guys? And, and we're just, we're all over the places as a group, but we just have that opportunity to share those experiences with each other, get feedback off of each other, encourage each other, talk. SH. Mm -hmm. We talk, we do all of that. So it yeah. We're gonna we're gonna get in where we fit Bless in. Your community. I hope that community. you guys have a vision <laughs> board party and yes. a dream big. <laughs> dream big, bigger than any of us could ever imagine. But yes, ma'am, I think about the the players that I watch every Sunday, Thursday, and yep. Monday night. And I'm like, oh, you need a social work baby. <laughs> yeah. And let's not leave out the musicians, the rappers. Oh. All of them. All of them. Oh, my. All of them. Oh, you just, you just made my brain explode just then. <laughs> yes. But really, we are everywhere. We, and the thing, one of the things that, um, and I'm going to get to your favorite mentors and instructors in just a second, but one of the things that I, have always done, regardless of what job organization title had given me, you know, mental health professional, acute to qualified treatment. I always called myself social worker. So when you are, we are in these other, you know, there's social workers at the, in the airlines, there are social workers on the yes. you know, Capitol Hill. I think it is so important for our profession, no matter what the organization calls you on their on the job description, you always call yourself social worker so that others coming behind you know 
oh, we have social workers there because you called yourself a social worker, even if the organization calls you yeah. something else. But I, so I believe there are already social workers in the NBA, in the NFL, in the entertainment business. We just need to hear their voices and see how they got there. Maybe they'll come on the podcast and tell us how they did it. Yeah. So that that we can follow in their footsteps. So I I love that. And and dream big, Lakisa, dream big. Who were, I know you kind of leaned into it a little bit. I'm, I'm loving how you're saying all these beautiful Black sisters' names. You know, I call them brown sugars. Um, But who were your favorite either instructors and are more most impactful mentors in this profession? Um, so definitely at the start of this social work journey, um, you, like I said, um, Dr. Jalanta Jackson, newly Dr. Jalanta Jackson, um, and um, Iva Davis from over at Alabama State, who um, she was high on the totem pole with the VA, um and um Kai Mumfield over at Alabama State. Yes, that's my girl. Um I I definitely know like the four of you all um were my core social work impactors um who kind of just kept me encouraged um along the way. And even now, like I talk to all of you all um in some form or fashion. I think you and I probably text more than anything, but that's good though. Um, and so um, just you all allowing me to be and ask the questions um, because I had been out of school about 10 years before coming back. And so everything had changed, even the writing style. And I was like, wait now. So um, just allowing me to be and ask the appropriate questions made me feel comfortable. And and I keep those people close to me. If you let me be me in all of my flaws and all, that sounds like a great Beyonce song, you know, then I, listen, I'm going to keep you and I hope that you keep me. (laughs) Flaws and all, flaws and all. And, you know, one of the things I think is important too, as you are, probably someone else's mentor um and favor and will be favored instructor and whatever because we are all social workers or teachers whether we're in the classroom or not yes. is know that and one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast again as well is there's ups and downs in this profession. Sometimes we are doing great mm-hmm. and sometimes we're like, oh <laughs> this mm-hmm. is hard. Yes. And or I made a mistake, right? And being able to be transparent with all of that so mm-hmm. that there's not this um you know, kind of like in the Christian church, there's this high, high standard that none of us are ever going to meet. I right. would like to think that those of us who are mentoring social workers can be like, there's not a standard. You are your own standard and mm-hmm. see that we can do great things and pave our own paths. But in doing that, we're going to make mistakes and we're going to just keep getting back up. Right. Yes, absolutely. Um, At the my part time job that I work now at Without Limits, um the um, executive director, Star Rogers. Shout out, Star. I'm I'm shouting everybody. Shout them Um, all out, yes. But she, um, great, great human being. And um, I started um, doing my supervision hours with her. And then we actually were able to transition over into actually working. And I told her, I was like, look, um, like this, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know. And we'll just leave it at that. I don't know, dot, dot, dot. And she was like, well, we're going to, we're going to figure it out. 
we're going to figure it out and you're going to know when you leave here. <laughs> mm. So just stick with me. And she's, she's been great. She's still being great about it. And just, she's one of those people that are just impactful in every way. You've been blessed, Akisa, to have Man, some really immensely, yeah. immensely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lakisa, before I move into what would you take on your social work journey, just going back to your uh, fusing social work and singing, you look like Lettucey to me right now. You know, she's one of my favorites. Yes. I was pushing yes. the envelope on this hair color, let me tell you. Oh, I love, you know, I've always loved it. You know, um, one of the things that uh, I had witnessed was in, in certain spaces, you know, taking our hair colors or, you know, I'm wearing my, my big Afro puff I love it. I love <laughs> today it. and, 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 and saying, tone it down. And I, one of the things, and I, you know, I talked to one of my other former students who, um, she was like, Miss Trina, all I send you are city girl pics. I was like, send them because that is who we are. That's why I'm going to always show up as my authentic self with, you know, face piercing, body piercings, big yeah. hair, you yeah. know, color, whatever color hair I want to wear, because right. if we're not showing up as our authentic selves, how can we ask our clients to do so? That's right. And this makes everybody comfortable. Mm -hmm. This lets you know, listen, we're going to kiki, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let you know. <laughs> That part, that part, exactly. So never, ever apologize for whatever color you right. decide to wear your hair. What would you take with you on your social work journey, Lakisa? Mm. Patience, definitely patience um, in this game. Um, if I can't take my people, I definitely would take some sister girl affirmations um, to stay encouraged um, because it does get frustrating. It gets hard because life be life in and, you know, we just need to have that connection. Um, and I have this emotion wheel that I just got. It is absolutely fantastic because when I cannot put into words <laughs> what I'm feeling, because I believe that you need to accurately describe what you're feeling, that emotion will like I I I keep that thing with me in my bag because I'm just like what what am I feeling right now what what is this what is this that I'm feeling, um so I would definitely just take that but patience most of all patience in all of it I love that and I love that you carry your own therapeutic toolkit for yourself listen sometimes you got to be it for you yeah. 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 And again, I say this all the time. You guys hear me say it all the time. You can only take your clients as well, as far as you're willing to go. And right. sometimes using those tools for yourself can allow the client to see this really does work. So yes. I love that you, you're, you're saying an emotional will where you get yes. to, they have all the different emotions and you get to pin. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yep. Awesome. That's a great tool. Yes. What would you leave behind Lakisa? Fear. Mm. Oh my gosh, if I could just leave that at the door and never pick it back up, that would be great. But, and I know fear pushes some people. So maybe a little speck of fear, maybe to kind of keep you motivated and going, but just the overall fear of messing up and the fear of failure and the fear that sometimes I still have is that they're going to ask me something and I am not going to know what the answer is, but just leaving that behind, I, I definitely would. Um, and everything else, I think we can, I can swing it. 
Yeah. And I, I appreciate that you said having a little, because I do think that um, having a little bit of anxiety, having a little mm -hmm. bit of fear keeps us being the best social worker. Yes. You know, for you to say that sometimes one time they're going to ask me something and I may not know the answer. One, that means you're going to always have to keep doing the work. Right. Always. And then two, sometimes it's just you, you're not supposed to know the answer. Right. Because one, they're the expert of their life. But I think a lot of our job is just holding space. Mm -hmm. You're right. Yeah. So it's OK if you don't know the answer. Good. Yeah. Yes, I, I want to give that gift to you. It's okay. I, I had a session yesterday. I didn't know the answer. I just held space. So, Lakeisa, I so enjoyed this. I mean, I'm just smiling from ear to ear. It's just been so good. It's I'm glad my that tonight. we did this. This is great. But, you know, I got one more question, you okay. know, as we come to a close. One of the takeaways that we got from you today, I feel like, is to sow seeds not only into the profession, but in our communities. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm curious, like, you know, you do a lot. <laughs> You're in a lot of communities. Uh -huh. And so I guess I'm wanting to know, what are you wanting to harvest? And then the second part of that is, what advice can you give social workers out there who are wanting to grow great things about the seeds that they sow? So I guess for me... The harvest is, did I do everything that I could for you? And if I did it, what you do with it is what you do with it. And that checks the box for me. So if I can feel that I have poured not all out of my cup, because I got to have some for me, but if even the saucer, if I've given you that and and I'm good with it, you, whatever you gonna do with it is well is on you. So I'm that that's my harvest is that I've done I've checked the boxes at the end of the day. Um, the second part of your question was advice on for those who because you've done some really great things. Like you said, you you just obtained a coveted spot within SEDA. I mean, congratulate. <laughs> I wanted to swing back to that. Congratulations yes. on Thank that. You. Thank you know, you. and so you're doing some really big things, you know, not just within the social profession, but also on a personal mm -hmm. community level. And so what advice would you give those who are wanting to grow great things about the seeds that they are sowing? Um, just don't be afraid to think outside of the box, definitely. Um, because the craziest ideas can be wonderful ideas that no one ever thought of. And who better to be at the foundation of a great idea but you. So just don't be afraid to um, have big ideas. Like you said, dream big and, and step out there and ask the questions just don't that is the part that of of the fear you know leaving behind that fear it's just not being afraid to ask the questions as crazy as they may sound when they hit you in the middle of the night write it down you know and and just live in it i think that's one of the best things about social work is that it's so big and we could be in so many different things and so nothing is really crazy in social work <laughs> nothing is really outside of our scope <laughs> absolutely nothing and in fact i want to encourage people if they haven't yet to go to the nasw website 
and mm. look under their CE courses that they are offering and see how expansive yes. the profession of social work is. You're going to be surprised by some of the things that they're uh, offering. Yeah. Yeah. Lakisa, this was so amazing. It was so good. Shout out to all the beautiful brown sugars that you shouted out and Luana because Luana is not a brown sugar, but she's honorary. <laughs> she's an honorary brown sugar. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> and, uh, you know, hope that you'll, I know, in fact, you will be coming back because we have some big plans for you. So cannot wait to have you back on the show next Thank year. Thank you. I, I just appreciate you seeing something and listening to my whatever and just bringing me on. So thank you so much for this opportunity. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was really good. Thank you. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Goddesses of Social Work podcast. We are glad you were here. If you liked this episode, please come back to hear more stories of the journeys through social work and please leave us a review on Apple or Spotify. See you next time here on the Goddesses of Social Work podcast. <laughs>